1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SEN NBA podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Tyler, and across the desk from me, our last show before the season begins officially, Luke Sakari. How? How bloody good is this? Oh,
0: It's amazing. isn't no, It's no better feeling. It's Christmas week for NBA fans. Tuesday will be Christmas Eve, and then Wednesday is Christmas Day, and the presents last till June, That's because true. the NBA is back. That's and true. that is it. And we got
1: college coming as well, but I know you guys don't care. And the That's NBL's nice. on. The NBL is coming. It's
0: basketball season.
1: Yeah, but this strictly is the SCN NBA podcast, which is why we get you in to talk about it, as well as Chris DeSilva. What's going on, man?
0: Man, I,
2: I'm emotional, man. <laughs> the preseason's finishing. No, I'm, just I'm just playing.
1: I well, can't wait. <laughs> we are recording this on Wednesday, but we are posting it on Sunday. So as you were listening to this, Man, oh man. Ooh. It's only three days away. That's a game, that's a <laughs> game changer, man. It's three days away, boys. <laughs> <laughs> three days. It's oh, big, exciting I'm telling you, on,
2: on the night, because on the night of... So it starts Wednesday morning for us, yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure 10 a.m. I'm not going to be able to sleep on
0: Tuesday <laughs> night. I, I'm telling you. I have netball on Tuesday night. You shouldn't
1: m- say that on this <laughs>
0: <platform>. <laughs> Just to get me up and about.
1: <laughs> I'm not, but look, I play netball as well. I shouldn't say that. I play netball. I play as well. Do you actually? Yeah. I, I play, play netball. My God, the SCN credibility just
0: completely went through SCN the floor. Netball Podcast.
1: Wowie. That is. <laughs> it's that's a great sport. No, it's not. Oh, it is a terrible, we have terrible the, sport. have I can say that because I play. It's like when someone just I play your it. sister, you can say that about your sister, but no one else can. I play the sport so I can say it. I hate it. I play it's it and terrible. I love it. It's really great. position do you play?
0: Oh, I'm a bit of a versatile option to play all over the place. So you're Dr- really Draymond, good <laughs> Draymond. <laughs> you're Draymond. I don't have a set position.
1: I'm uh, how, how how I'm probably the Chris Paul of our team. So you're point guard. Are you center? Center. Center. Yep. Yeah, I same. can't sh- like I, I can't shoot obviously I can like pass, I can do a bit of it's D. the toughest position. It is. A lot of running. It really is. Yeah. I'm
2: I'm center and uh goal defense. Okay. Gold? Oh, I hate gold.
1: I'm terrible at gold. But we should move I'll, on because I yeah. just realised that we've been talking about netball for... <laughs> Which is not a problem. It is an absolute problem. Like,
0: Shout, out my, Shout out
2: to my team. Hardcore parkour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was that, mate? In 2008. Damn right. <laughs> we, should, we should
1: go through one day and talk about our old school like emails that you had in, on Hotmail.
0: Luke underscore like, rules underscore 101 at hotmail.com. Do
1: you ever have like it's I always one of the slam dunk one? I know how to slam dunk one.
2: Ooh, yeah, I'm going to make slam dunk right now.
1: I was like, I was was up triple zero four. <laughs> My
0: most rules. Rules with a Z. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course. Rules. <laughs> what was yours, Chris?
0: Dizzy D. Dizzy D? Dizzy. 23. <laughs> That's
1: serious. <laughs> That was worth it. Anyway, let's <laughs> move on because today we are out doing our final uh, pre-season division preview and we're finishing off with the Southeast Division. West. Did I say Southeast? Yeah. Southwest. Mm-hmm. Southwest Division. I got you, man. I even yeah. read Southwest. We discussed this I said before, the before the show. And <laughs> I was reading. I read from a paper Southwest. I got you, man. It it's my...
2: good. It's like defensive coverages, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. appreciate that. And
1: we are going to start <laughs> off in alphabetical order. So we're going to start off with the Dallas Mavericks... Team that perennial playoff mm. uh, teams, I guess. This season, perhaps not so much. Look, what are your thoughts on this team?
0: Um, they always find a way, don't they? Like, you get to the last month of the season, you check the scan, you the standings. Oh crap! Dallas is in the playoffs <laughs> again.
2: You, you can give Rick Carlisle a D League roster, and they'll still be in the sixth <laughs> seed. <seat>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, this is an interesting one for Dallas because I think it all comes back to the. Um, it all comes back to Dirk. Dirk, you take Dirk off this team It's not a playoff team you put him back on and they're probably they're they're on the fringe they're right there battling it's pretty amazing he's 37 year old the longest
1: tenured player for a single team by quite a stretch
0: yeah and what he what he does um, is just amazing at 37 I mean he averaged 18 points last year and he shot 44% that's incredible and remember this this is still being the team's top offensive option so it's not like and he's still playing 31 minutes a game, of course. Are, at yeah, 37. So he's not just like going into his, his glory days of his career, his last few seasons, just getting the workload off his shoulders. No, if anything, it's going up because <laughs> he's still their top option. And while he's there, I mean, a lot of people say about Dallas, oh, you know, why you keep signing all these one year free agents, just move on, rebuild this and that. When you're like someone like Dirk, you're going to still be winning games. So you kind of have to try and. Like his team's been in mediocrity for a lot, mm. but they're a type of team where, I mean, it's just when you got someone like Dirk, someone of the start, the the presence of Dirk, you got Rick Carlisle who's a top three coach in the league on the bench. You got an owner like Mark Cuban. It, you, they're not going to rebuild not with those three. No way. It's, they're still going to be trying to win as much as they can.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of the, I guess, a blessing and a curse for this team Absolutely. because because it means they're stuck in mediocrity. And they have been since they won the title. and yeah. blew up that team. Yeah. Um with obviously big plans in mind to back then to bring in Dwight Howard and um someone who's actually there at the moment in Durham Williams. Um for this team they're they're kinda of the 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 Warriors of the South West Division if you if you like, <laughs> with uh Curry Barnes and Iguodala and Bogut. Uh, and, and, and Berget, sorry, come on, <laughs> that, not that should Iguodala. be the first name you mentioned. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, not the, the curry
0: you think of, though. He's still very good, though. He's very. Oh, I wouldn't say he's very good. He, he's solid. He's not very good, really. I think I think he's going to be all right this year. I don't put the very good label though.
2: He's good. You're really he's dis- solid.
1: You're really dissing out that that label if you if you're going to classify him as a very good player. Well, it's, to be fair, everyone in the NBA is, is a very, very good player. Good. Yeah, but um, in relation to in circumstances, his brother, in context, not, he is uh, not. Uh, yeah, in relation to NBA starters, he's, I wouldn't put him in that category. I don't
2: think he's a starter. No, but Dusha forty-five percent from three last year. I don't care. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> no, that, that, that is sensational. That matters, no, and no, he can play. There's so many teams. He, he he's, he's a backup point the, guard. The Bulls would love to have this guy on team. <laughs>
0: The bulls won a lot of things. He's a backup point guard, a yeah. good one. But I mean, yeah. oh the very good label, just caught me a bit off surprise. Um <laughs> I think a big talking point in Dallas is she's gonna be Harrison Barnes. Yeah. It has to be You sign the dude whose aver- his career best is eleven point seven points. He's signing for ninety four million dollars across five years. Wow. That is a big signing on on hope. Not not necessarily hope, but you're signing him on what he could do, not what he's done, which yeah. is always risky. Um, because you look at Barnes...
1: But you, don't you want to sign him for what they're going to be rather than what they have? Because you saw the Lakers were paying Kobe for what he had been and not what he was going to be.
0: Well, yes and no, but... And
1: that was the problem for them because they were he wasn't putting out what, what they were giving him.
0: Yeah, but the thing with Barnes, though, he literally... They're paying him all-star money. They want him to be... They want him to take the reins scoring-wise. Obviously, you've got to bring in someone who's going to replace Dirk's production offensively. Barnes looks like they want him to be the guy, but there's been nothing that said, yes, he can be that guy that's going to score 20 points a night. There's been nothing that says that because if you look at when he gets the ball, when he had the ball in Golden State, he was just hesitant all the time. You know, he'd get the ball in the corner. I mean, he shot well on his open three point looks because, look, he was playing with Curry. and and Thompson and Draymond Green. So all of his looks in Golden State were open. He's not going to be getting many open looks in Dallas because he's going to be one creating his own offense, which we haven't really seen he can do much. And he always looks hesitant when he tries to attack the basket. He's second-guessing himself. You can't be doing that if you want to be a top offensive option. Yeah, he's a guy that he's always promised so much.
2: Um, Talk about when he was a high school kid coming out of Ames, Iowa. Um, people thought talked about this guy being the next next real real big superstar at the wing position and he was all right at uh, while he was at North Carolina I didn't watch him much but um, he didn't set the world on fire and then again in Golden State in his rookie season he was really good in the playoffs Um, he was that was the first season where the Warriors were kind of on the map and they challenged the Spurs in the second round and Harrison Barnes averaged 15 points a game that year in the playoffs. Each year after that, his production has dropped as the team got better. So yeah. The team got better every year. As, as the
0: looks got better as well, the quality of the shots. Looks, the
2: looks got better, the people he played with got better, and he got but worse.
0: Just just in his defense, the opportunity for him individually got less. Got less. Right. But so so
2: is is that the type of guy that's going to be your number 1 you know
0: 94 million all-star I don't know I mean he can be but it's just it's such a risky can be I mean it's is he going to be we don't know and it's just such a risk for Dallas I mean because uh, he's going to be better in terms of um raw numbers and productions he'll be better than last year because he's going to get more opportunities so he's going to be better it's just a matter of I mean can he be that guy there's nothing to say that he will be, which is a which is a problem.
1: Just before we finish off and uh, I get uh, you guys' predictions, I've got a man on this team. You know how people say, "My boy, my man." Yeah. Team, I got, I got, a, I got a boy. What's your you boy? That. And I don't think anyone else would have this, so I think this is relatively unique to me. Kyle Collinsworth at a BYU definitely triple double machine earlier this year because he, he just is a rookie this year. Yes. He uh, extended his uh, NCAA record to 12 career triple doubles in NCAA. I watched a lot of BYU because they play in the same conference as St. Mary's, and obviously St. Mary's have that big Australian connection and were played a lot on on ESPN. So ESPN, over the past few years, have had a lot of BYU games, and Kyle Collinsworth is one of these guys that I've watched a lot of, and he is a do-it-all kind of guy. I doubt he'd really do much at all. In his career, if in his plays. NBA career, but if he becomes good, he's my boy. All right, all right. You got to give me credit for that You've one. Claimed. If it. he becomes good, I've jumped on the Kyle Collinsworth <laughs> bandwagon before anyone else. Is on, that
2: fair? On October nineteenth, two thousand
0: sixteen, we, we got it. I'm writing it down right now.
1: Perfect. Where do you guys have him in the division?
0: Uh, fourth, and I've got him ninth in the West. I mean, this is the year that they miss out. Yeah, I got him. I got him fourth in the division and tenth. So same.
1: Yeah, I've got a 4th and 10th as well.
0: Yeah. But that being said, it wouldn't surprise me if they do make it because it's Dallas and they always seem to they get like to sp-
1: remember a few years ago when people were just expecting the Spurs to drop off and drop off and drop off and S- drop off. And, and they, they never they, do. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. Let's move on. Apologies, everyone. That was quite loud. I think I had the phone <laughs> up a little bit louder than it needed to be. But anyway, the Houston Rockets are the next team they're going to be looking at last year. They didn't really perform as well as everyone had thought. They were the sexy pick to kind of be top two, top three. Even, even what? I think, Zach Lowe was, was uh, tipping them to, to win the championship, wasn't he, last year? Well, they
0: made the conference finals the season prior. Mm.
1: And then, you know, uh, James Harden came back, wasn't looking in shape. They just had a shit terrible... Shit happened. Sh- a lot of shit happened <laughs> with him and with the team. And they didn't have that great of a year. What can you expect from the Houston Rockets this year?
0: Um, I'm gonna say it. You can expect a lot because I love this team. Wow! I honestly, wow. I, I mean, I'm not. They're not gonna. Um, they, they, they're not championship contenders. They're not straight out. They're not championship contenders. But I feel like this. A lot of people have based on last season. Um, they're gonna think the rockers are gonna be kind of the same basket case. I don't think they will because I think. James Harden is going to be very, very close to winning the MVP this year. And I think now that Dwight Howard's gone, he never really fit in there. Um, Now that he's gone, it kind of just – it allows Harden to be more like himself. It allows him to be more comfortable. And I like what they did in free agency, getting Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon. They can help take some offensive pressure off Harden. They can space the floor off him. Can they stay healthy? It's a big question mark. But assuming they do, I love that. And even a guy like Nene, he's just a solid, solid center slash power forward. He can do everything he can do. Obviously, the biggest question mark is their defense. (laughs) I mean, it's probably still going to be a bottom 10 defense. But I honestly reckon this offense has the ability... I mean, James Hart is one of the, the the most talented offensive players we've seen almost ever in terms of what he does with the basketball in hand. It's, it's amazing what he does. So, I mean, he averaged 29 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. I mean, he shot 43% from the field, which isn't horrible. It's not great, but when you're shooting 19 shots... I mean, in your team's top option, you're not going to be at a very, very high rate, and
2: you're one of your team's only options. Exactly. Well. Yeah.
0: yeah. And remember, he's an isolation player, so all those looks he gets, he creates from, or well, most of the looks he creates for himself. And we know how good he is at getting to get into the free throw line. Um. I I like I like the Rockets, and obviously with D'Antoni now at the helm, well, the offense is going to be even better because he he um he the, he magnif excuse me he coached and developed those Phoenix teams in the mid-2000s, who were sensational offensively. They were electric. Now, with someone like James Harden at his disposal, I feel like it'd just be awesome.
1: Has a team ever had a top two or three offense and a bottom two or three
0: defense? <laughs> I don't know if they have, but this might be the one. That <laughs> <laughs> well, would be fascinating. It would be. And, I mean, that, and that that's the biggest issue for the Rockets, isn't it? It's just the defensive end. Yeah, well... It starts with Harden as well.
2: Yeah, and... um with James Harden, he's another one of those very polarizing players that we have in our league, right? Because he's he's becoming known for his vines on the defensive end, right? It's a shame. Yeah, but he and it takes away so much from what a brilliant offensive talent this guy is. I mean, he's the hub; he's everything for this team, right? They'll be absolutely nowhere with him. Like two years ago, they won fifty-six games, right, and. James Harden was in the running for MVP. Without him, I, I don't know if that team would have even made the playoffs. So he's he's so special. And like you said, having for De'Antoni to have that weapon to use, he he would be salivating at the prospect. Oh.
1: I like the term that you used. He's so special. It just sounds like that you have this emotional connection so really <laughs> with the beard. <laughs> with the beard, I just feel like you and him have the, some the, sort of weird emotional the bond the only
2: the only emotional <laughs> connection with the beard is the fact that I can't grow on <laughs> <laughs> that's about it but um, uh this team i think they have the potential to be a top 5 offense i think absolutely and the question with them is like you said defense if they can be a
0: not be emb- it just has to be average yeah it has exactly. to be if they can it's be average.
2: if they can be Fifteenth, seventeenth in defense. It's all you need. I think they're going to be a really good team, and a tough out in the playoffs as well. But, but the question is if they can do that,
0: and I don't it's know. It's a if they, massive, massive question. It, it's a they massive-ish. have a couple of plus defenders. I mean, Clint Capella is going to be, have a big season. He'll be a good defender. Patrick Beverly, we know he's a pretty good defender. Uh, Trevor, also, he might have surgery. Yeah, so that's yeah. a problem. Trevor Ariza is probably on the way down and his defensive impact. But yeah, it, it's it's a team with a lot of question marks. Uh, another league
2: pass team.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Now, just before we get onto the predictions, do you want me to give you another my man? Yep. James Kyle, Harden. No, well, <laughs> that's, that's my man. <laughs> this should be. I want to try to give you a name a bit out of left field. Can anyone guess who my uh, my tip's going to be for Houston? Go for it. And on. I legitimately have again watched a lot of this guy play and love his game. Kyle Wilcher. Damn. Former that's Kentucky and Gonzaga player. Yeah. Again, Gonzaga playing in the in the West yep, Coast Conference. Yep, yep. Saw a lot of him there, and obviously playing for Kentucky when they were you know, top five, top ten in the nation, they always get played. He didn't get a lot of game time in uh, Kentucky, which ended up why he uh, transferred to Gonzaga. But Mm. he's 6'10". He can shoot the three ball just about as well as anyone else. He shot at a phenomenal clip throughout his collegiate career. He is a guy that I loved watching in college. I don't know how well his game can translate, but if you're a 6'10 guy that can shoot down the the, the long-range ball...
0: You'll find a spot for you. So you are especially going on to this get team. Time. <laughs> especially big time. on this team,
1: big time. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Kyle can uh, can do, and he's he's not right. He's what did he spent like five years in college. So how old is he now? He was born in '92, so he's he's getting up there in age. So he should be primed and ready don't, to go. Don't he's, say he's about that. I was prime.
2: born in '92 as well.
1: <laughs> you should be primed and ready to go. When your netball career clearly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's taken off, mate. <laughs>
0: Uh, Max candidate.
1: (laughs) Where can you see these guys finishing?
0: Uh, Second in the division and fifth in
2: the conference. I got them third in the division, and I don't see their defense improving enough for them to be make the playoffs. So I got them ninth. Whoa.
1: I got them second in the division and sixth overall. I still think they do make the playoffs. Let's move on to the Memphis Grizzlies. Boys, what are your thoughts on the Memphis Grizzlies? Because this is another team that I... When I was putting together my uh, rankings, my my standings, standings, I didn't really know where to put them. I could have had them as high as like a 5 or a 6, but I could also have talked myself into 12, 13. In the end, I settled kind of in the middle a little bit. I'll get to the specifics later on. But where do you see Memphis uh, being at the end of the year? Or how do you you see them performing?
0: I think it's another... Like one of those teams like Dallas where they're just always there. They're going to find a formula for winning. Um, I particularly like their offseason. So obviously, we'll touch on the Mike Conley deal later, Hundred and fifty-three million million, five five years, biggest contract in NBA history. Um, you can't really just say that in raw numbers. You've got to put it in context in yeah. terms of the salary caps rising. There's going to be a bigger contract next off season. I mean, he's a max player, so you give him the max. And,
2: and markets like Memphis have to overpay to keep their guys.
0: Yeah, because it's not a destination. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and even though he hasn't made an all-star game, he's been stiff not to. He's an all-star player, even though not making an all-star game. He's one of those guys. Um, so you had, you had to keep him. If they lost him, it would have been disastrous. So you had to keep him. So that's already a tick. And then you sign a guy like Chandler Parsons, who has had his injury issues that we all know of, but you look at Memphis and... Everyone was kind of waiting. When are they going to move into this, um, this this new era of basketball? When are they going to get out of the grid and grind era? The signing of a guy like Chandler Parsons, um, even someone like James Ennis coming off the bench, who scored about 17 points a game at the back end of the last season with the Pelicans. Um, he might start. Yeah, he may be. Well, we mm. know they've already made a big... Um, uh, decision in their starting lineup. Let's take moving Zach Green off to the bench yeah. and starting J. Michael Green, mm-hmm. which is another indication that new coach David Fisdale, who's got a massive rap about him, they are just moving towards a new era of basketball, which they need to.
2: Yeah, and I think health is the number one question with this team, isn't it? Yeah. Marcus Gasol is another one, and Mike Conley, who no one doubts how good these guys are. They're excellent, excellent NBA players, both top... Top five to ten in their position, right? So, I look at Fizz, and I wrote about this um, about the Grizzlies. I actually I'm pretty high on them, um, and I think the Chandler Parsons acquisition was fantastic for him. It gives a team shooting uh, for a team that desperately needed it and has lacked it for years. And I I wrote then that I think Fizz is going to l- use Marcus and. Really utilize his passing and use that to open up the Grizz offense right, and he comes from Miami, and they they were kind of the first team that LeBron James was on that was really kind of utilized him as a as a passer, put him in the middle of the floor and and spread around him and I think Memphis will be looking to do the same um obviously with Conley. And now Parsons gives them uh, an added weapon from outside as well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we, we hit it off at the top about you mentioned Chris about the injury issues, and as good as the potential for Marcus Soul can be under David Fisdale, already we've seen a bone bruise in his in his right foot. Yeah, it's, it's just a preseason, and it's or, like it's already there. So is it kind of like it's like a bad omen into a season that's like oh no, like it's already happened now. Season hasn't even begun. Is this just going to be how the season's going to be? Is this going to be so many injuries? Kind of like last year, a heap of injuries. I think they used something, I'm pretty sure it was 27 or 28 oh, players yeah. last year. They still
2: made the playoffs. They look like a my team, NBA 2K my team. It was a D-League yeah. roster, but they made
0: the playoffs though. <laughs> so, I mean, that yeah. uh, that's pretty sensational in its own right. Um, So, again, it's just, it's it's hard to really forecast this team when the injury um issue is that kind of big. Is that when that you're an injury
2: injury away from disaster.
0: Yeah, right. So everything you kinda say has to have that, that caveat next mm. to it, saying, well if they stay healthy, well then Chandler Parsons can maybe develop into the all star we thought he'd be when he left the Rockets. If they stay healthy, well then Marcus Sol can establish himself again as one of the best centers in the NBA. If they stay healthy, maybe Zach Randolph can even establish himself as a six man of the year candidate. So it's, if, he, if he stays healthy, Mike Conley will make the All Star game. But it's all these ifs, and they're big ifs, which is an issue when it's hard to, you can't really get a full, proper read on him. And this team,
2: for so many years, their defen- uh, their defense was their calling card. And you have to wonder under the new coach whether that's going to be the same. Now, it transferred across from Lionel Hollands to uh, Dave Yeager. But we look at in 1415 where they made the second round, they were, you know, really tested the Warriors. They were third in defence that year in defensive efficiency, and last year they dropped, you know, majorly to uh, what is it, 18th. So a team Beat like drop. that, yeah. So when when they're as limited as they are offensively, which we all think they are, their defence has to be really strong for them to.
0: Um yeah. be a contender. With that being said, I do think we'll see an improvement offensively. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a Chandler Parsons addition. I really, really like it. Because a Parsons is one of those guys that he can really almost do um anything that he gets asked to offensively. Yeah. He can be a catch and shoot guy, catch and shoot guy, excuse me. He can create for himself. He can drive to the basket. He can hit a little shot in the mid range. He can he can pass as well to, to a to a pretty good level. So he kinda can do and Memphis has always missed that guy on the wing, that versatile offensive weapon on the wing. Now that um now that Parsons is there, he can do that. He can really come into his own this year. We saw when he left the Rockets, everyone's like this guy's gonna be a future future all star. Mm-hmm. Things didn't work out great in Dallas in terms of injuries and this and that. Um I like Memphis as a fit for him. Yeah, he, think, yeah.
2: He was one of the more underrated um, free agency yeah, I think he for was, me. Yes, we look at last year. He came off. Came off. Uh, he was injured at the start of the year. Missed some time at the start of the year with the Mavericks. Came in forty nine percent from the f- field, forty one percent from three.
0: That's elite. Luke. On a team that hasn't, is a team that isn't a great offense. Yeah, in Dallas, and he's trying to walk into another team that isn't great on offense. In um, in. In Memphis, but yeah. he's got a guy like Conley who can help create for him. He's got a great point guard he's playing with. Yep. Do
1: you know who my guy is for this team? I was waiting to ask. you
0: Wait, don't say it.
2: Uh, Wade Bolden, Chris uh, Crawford.
1: No, I actually don't have one. I, oh. I, 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 none of the rookies I'm, I'm all Chris. that big on. I've a little excited. bit of Wade Bolden.
2: Do you know what? who my, I, I got a guy. Okay, go. Okay, Deontay Davis. Okay. Yeah, from Michigan
1: State. Yeah, I I thought this he guy, fell in the draft. He fell.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was second sit- re- sit- round. He ended I was up sitting going, there he? watching he
1: was a top ten selection. Possibly. I was sitting
2: there watching the draft, and I'm like, this guy is a hyper athletic big who can rebound, block shots, and he's a team. Uh, he's a player that every team in the league is crying out for. Right. How the hell is he falling? He
1: must have had some off-court issues know or what something like that. He, his attitude might not be quite I was quite sitting there but
2: praying that he wouldn't fall to the
1: Warriors. He ended, up leaving the, <laughs> he ended up leaving the green room, didn't he? He got pissed off and left the green room.
2: Was that him? Someone left the green I'm room. I'm pretty sure Someone that was left him. The green Correct me if I'm wrong. He just well, up on Twitter at in America. Hold up, hold up.
1: But there was a player who was projected to be in the first round. I'm almost certain it was him who slid and just seemed to crack a hissy fit. And left. I'm pretty sure we. My saying,
0: memory fazed me, so I'm not gonna say anything because I honestly cannot remember. I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. I think, I think it, it might have been.
1: Tweet, tweet us anyway if if we're incorrect and just hurl abuse at us. Because I know the year
2: before, Kevon Looney did the same thing. Did
1: he? Yeah. From UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. Man, as long as they get drafted, they're gonna get an opportunity. So <laughs> being it. being a sec- yeah. Anyway, let's move on and get your predictions. So, how do you guys think? The Memphis Grizzlies will finish come the end of the year.
0: They'll be third in the division and eighth in the conference. I've just got them. They'll finish eighth. Third and eighth. Yeah, third and eighth. Yeah, yeah I've got
2: them second in, second in the division as my voice breaks. And uh, seventh in the West. I think they will make the playoffs. I think their experience will ca- make sure they win enough regular season games. Yeah, i got them, them third there.
1: in the division and seventh in the conference. I think uh, I'm right with you there. Let's yep. move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. Is there anything else to talk about, rather uh, other than Anthony Davis, when we talk Anthony about Anthony Davis uh,
0: and injuries? We just, we just talked about how Memphis is such a big team based on their injuries. Here's an even bigger one, and it, it was all based on Anthony Davis. Yeah, and I mean, we all know. I mean, we can we could talk about Anthony Davis. For he,
1: did he he got another injury. What last week or the week before? He, yeah,
0: he got just another injury happening?
2: as we're speaking, probably.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean That's true we could just talk- He just breaks his ankle Knock <laughs> could- on Come on dude.
0: We could talk about Anthony Davis for an hour And just praise him And how Which we will probably End up doing But at the end of the day In his four pro seasons He's played in 64, 67, 68 And 61 games So he hasn't even Cracked a 70 game mark This is his list of of issues he's dealt with. He's had injuries in his chest, knee, toe, back, shoulder, hip. He's dealt with concussions, his ankle, his groin, his finger. It's, it's like a game of operation. He's got... Exactly. <laughs> everybody part covered. I mean, those injuries have to have an effect on one another. I mean, they can't all be independent events. They all have to have a little... Connection there because there's no way you can just get injured by bad luck time after time. Have after they? Time. Ha, have any of them been re- recurring in the same area? Well, I'm not sure. There's been too many to count. Well, the the
1: one that he got injured last week was an ankle sprain, but he was only expected to miss ten to fifteen days, so that'll right. just about be up now. That yeah. Was the so response. that
0: means he'll be borderline to even play on opening night. Correct. He'll be borderline. So already, you know, already it's it's starting. And you look at the Pelicans team. And without Anthony Davis, there's not a lot there. Because let's dude. not forget, we've got Drew Holiday missing the start of the season to be with his with his wife, who's undergoing brain surgery, and rightfully so, he's going to be with her. And even um, Ty- Ty- Tyreek Evans is going to miss time, uh, probably a fair chunk of time as well. I mean, if Anthony Davis goes down, I mean, I, even with Davis, I don't even have him in the playoffs. I think their roster is just so n- bad around him. I just imagine if he goes down. they'll. If he goes down, they could be a bottom two Western Conference team. They're that bad. Do
2: they have their first round pick this year?
0: This year? Yeah. Um, well, in their draft, they took Buddy Hill at pick six. Yeah. Who, no, I mean for the upcoming Oh, for draft. next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'll check up on that. But um, uh, speaking of Buddy Hill, actually, we mentioned it there. It was not a great segue into him, but we'll, <laughs> we'll roll with it. He's a guy that's going to need a score. Yeah. He's a guy that he, he's very comfortable shooting the basketball very comfortable taking on his own offense. Mm. But do you want... I mean, he showed him in the Summer League as well. He shot a lot. Didn't shoot him very efficiently. In New Orleans, if Davis goes down, he's almost a top offensive option. <laughs> so, you know, who's going to... Do you want a rookie just jacking up all these shots? Oh, I don't know.
2: He's going to get all the shots he can get and more, I think. Exactly but right. A guy on this team who I think is a bit underrated is... Um, Terence Jones, who played for Houston uh, for four seasons, and when Houston had their really good year two years ago, he was a very big part of that, that team, playing alongside Dwight Howard and was really effective. Um, that year he shot the ball at 35% from, from deep. So that's the kind of guy that you really want to have alongside Anthony Davis if Davis is playing at the five. Um, but... With his injuries, I don't know how much you play Davis at the 5. I, I still think it might be his best position and the best position where where you can utilize him and make him most damaging because of his athletic gifts and how polished he is in comparison to other guys at and the And he five. can
0: um, pull out big men out of the paint because he's a exactly. pretty good shooter he as well. Is, he is. Mid-range. He's
2: an improving shooter. Um, but they've got Omar Ashik as well. Um, so oh.
0: th- they do have their twenty
1: seventeen first round draft pick, and they own their second rounder unless it's it's top fifty five
0: protected. Yeah, center. so exactly. Okay, if, so if, if,
2: if you're going to be bad, this is a year to be bad. Right. I don't think this team
0: might be bad. <laughs> Although, but if you've got Davis on the roster, you don't want to waste a year of the browser. No, so I don't know if this team's going into the year saying that we want to be bad. I don't think that's necessarily the plan. Because even you look at their free agency signings, it's almost like they're signing guys to compliment Davis. Guys like Langston Galloway, Solomon Hill, who I think is a pretty good signing. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. Jones. Even a guy got like Etron Moore. These are just guys that they're all role players. So it's almost like, okay, you've got your centerpiece in Davis. You're hoping Buddy Hill develops into a second scorer. I mean, you've still got Evans and Holiday, but obviously they're not there to start the season. We're not sure how long they're going to be out for. And now it almost seems like, okay, who are you going to plug the pieces with? Who are you going to put in to surround these guys? Someone like, even a Chris, Chris Copeland, someone like Galleria Hill, they're very good role players. Very good. But on this team, are they going to be able to play as role players?
2: Yeah, it's, it's a big question. And Solomon Hill was fantastic for Indiana. He was. Player, he shot 58% from three. Which is a, <laughs> in out of this world. <laughs> which I I know is a small sa- sample size, but still you gotta hit him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um he he's a good floor spacer and he can defend as well. He can defend uh opposition threes, which is vital for this team. But there's not a lot of side from Anthony Davis to talk about really. There's They're, not. They they did add uh Lance Stevenson.
0: <laughs> that is, is that. That's not a very much guaranteed contract, though. Either. it's not, it's not a lot of guaranteed money there. Yeah, and I think, um, can Anthony? here's a question for you guys. Can Anthony Davis? Let's grant he plays seventy plus games. Right. Let's put that caveat on. He plays seventy plus. It's his healthiest season yet. Is he? I mean, he was an MVP pick last year. It didn't turn out that way. Could he still win the MVP this year? No. 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 no, you don't think he's an he, MVP candidate?
2: I think he is, but if you look at the history of the MVP, it comes from the t- a team who finishes top two, and this right. team is not even going to finish. Yeah, they're not going to sniff the top two.
0: Okay, Did yeah. And because he's
1: been so inconsistent with his um, his game time. I don't know he, if he'll uh, honestly if like he'll have the the legs an- to carry Anthony out the entire Al- season up to the level that you need to if you're going to win the MVP.
2: And yeah, Anthony Davis could average twenty-seven and fourteen for all I care, but. If this team's not sniffing the, the playoffs, let alone the top two, I don't, I don't know if he's an MVP candidate. Yeah, no, like no, in, no, in, I disagree. In, in a va- in a vacuum, yeah, he is for sure, right? But you have to look at when you're talking about MVP candidates. Look at like where they come from, right? Like I'm not. I, Davis is absolutely an MVP caliber player. I don't think that's in question at all. Just not this year. Not this year at yep. all. Just just because of the situation
0: that he's in. Yeah. Yeah, I think he can. Yeah, it's a fair because they don't come from losing teams, but I think Davis is one of those once in a generation type players. I could easily, easily see him polling top three of MVP, top three or four of the MVP voting. I think if he has it's a big if though, if he's healthy. it's if he's it's
2: it's if he carries his team like sort of like Lillard did last year.
0: Yeah, spot on. Uh, he's got the ability to do so.
1: Do you guys want uh, my man for this?
0: Have you got a man? Don't mislead the listeners like you did.
1: See, so I've got potentially 3 right let's let's oh. get through this i don't know if i should be given buddy hield i'm a big buddy hield fan i've watched him for the last few he's years he's going to
0: get a lot of opportunities
1: last year oklahoma and iowa state were the two teams that i loved watching the most right i'm a big mm-hmm. for, for some reason this year i was just a big big 12 guy right so Buddy Hill is probably mine, but because he was a top ten pick and there has been a lot of buzz about him, mm. that, that bandwagon is probably a little bit full. Yeah. So I don't I'm not gonna give that to myself. Lance Stevenson would have been another one, but you know why? I had him in my um my fantasy team a couple of years ago. I remember when he had that breakout year with the Indiana? three years ago at the Indiana yeah, yeah. when he 13, almost 14. averaged a triple double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got him in the twelfth round. Yeah. After and it's funny that we should be saying this after watching his preseason performance, I thought, <laughs> he looks alright, I'm gonna get him on my team. Twelfth yeah. round, it wouldn't cost me much. Someone, you know, disrespecting me and Man, I can't believe you're picking up Lance Stevenson, this is atrocious, you don't know basketball. Oh, no. Ended up having a phenomenal season. So I hold Len Stevenson in very high account. I've got fond memories of Lance Stevenson, but he probably doesn't count either. So the guy that I'm going to uses my guy for uh for this team and he's not a rookie. He's a guy again you can see the um the theme a little bit, former West Coast Conference player. Played for Gonzaga, Robert Sacre.
0: Really? Oh, Love Robert Sacre. Really?
1: Love the towel waiver. Yeah. <laughs> previously of Lakers of course and just was oh, the really? the Paddy Mills like the early Paddy Mills of the Lakers. Loved the way he played in um in Gonzaga. He was kind of the the, the Awesome front court one-two punch with Kelly Olenek when Kelly Olynyk was playing for Gonzaga. So, watching those two and being able to get Kelly at, at uh, Celtics was a big deal for me because I love Kelly as well. The, he, I reckon, it, will you allow me to have him even though he spent a couple of years in the system? I don't think that that bandwagon is quite absolutely. full. The Robert Sacre no. bandwagon, I think, is still quite open for business and I'm happy to jump on board. <laughs> you
0: Sacre Island. Let's just yeah, hope. exactly. I'm not sure if he'll um, get a lot of opportunities. as a big man spot though in New Orleans. Davis, Omir Ashik, Alexia Jenga, um, Jinsa. Yeah, excuse me there, <laughs> Terrence Jones. <laughs> Jenga. <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> Terrence Jones. Um, yeah. So, can he break into that rotation? Possibly.
1: Well, I'm fine to be on my own then. I think that, that That just means that no one else jumps on his bandwagon. That's fine. Uh, I'll just be here alone.
2: He's all yours. That's fine. Um, do you guys think Buddy Heald's a rookie of the year? Smokey?
0: Absolutely. Oh, oh, not a. He's a candidate. He's, he's a, a favourite. Right? He's probably the favourite. Now that Ben he's Simmons good. is out, I'd have him in the end. Because you think about it, who wins the rookie of the year? It's the guys who put up the numbers. Yeah.
1: It's either him or maybe Jamal Murray. How's Jamal Murray been playing in the preseason? I know. He's been playing bit much, okay. Um, it'd probably be those two, you'd say.
2: Or Embiid. Oh. Oh, oh, mm, yeah, don't you dare, forget yeah, about sorry. it. Yeah, scratch that, no, he has yeah. no
1: chance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I called him Smokey for a reason.
1: Absolute man. Oh, I don't call him a Smokey, he's a contender. <laughs> big time, big time. Uh, let's move on to our last team. The oh, hang, on, hang on,
0: hang on, what are the predictions? For oh, you absolutely.
1: What do, you, what do you guys think?
0: I have him 5th in the division and 12th in the Western Conference. Yeah, i him very close, 5th uh, in the division and 13th in the West.
1: I'm 5th and 11th, so I've so, split the difference once again.
0: I split the difference. I had him in the middle.
1: Didn't I you? 12? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chris had him at 10th. I had I had him at he had 13. Oh, 13. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, so you can't claim, <laughs> wasn't can't claim that one. Let's move on to the Spurs. I've got a good my man for, for this one as well. But how do you think the Spurs will go this season? Again, they were phenomenal last season. If you took away Golden State's historical season, 73-9, and nine, the Spurs have had one of the greatest historical seasons of all time, but it just completely got swept under the rug because of the fact that they played in the same season as the Golden State Warriors. And
0: the fact they got eliminated in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, that didn't help either. So <laughs> we didn't get that magical Golden State and San Antonio Spurs Western Conference Finals that we're all praying to see. Granted, we still, still got a great run with the Funder, but those those were the two best teams we wanted to see. Um, and obviously, the Spurs this year—it's going to be different because no Tim Duncan. Let's just get it out of the way. No Tim Duncan—it's going to be very sad to see. The and Aldridge
1: be going back to Paul and midway through the year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think about. I don't think so. But um, I think with the Spurs, it, 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 it was funny. We mentioned with Dallas and Memphis how they're always just there. Well, the Spurs are always just there in a different way because they're always there for the title, not for an April plus Th- These guys sp- have been just there all my life. <laughs> no, every, it, I was born in what? 1997.
1: S- so what? The you sp- probably know more than us about n- what year are you <laughs> <laughs> <Other laughs> were, <way
2: you're> mate. <asking laughs> I was probably born. <laughs> let me check on basketball
1: reports. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me see my netball what, stat page. Well, like, you know what I'm doing? Luke Sakari is so reportedly means- born. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, if we actually you actually find at- out he's 35.
0: Doing <laughs> I'm doing a, um, a filmmaker. <laughs> no, but so you look at the Spurs, then. in '99 is probably when they started this magical run. So, uh, yeah. my whole life has been the San, San Antonio Reportedly. Spurs. Apparently, according to sources posted, a situation. You were 12 I'm in 1999. 19- I <laughs> need to confirm those sources. I need to confirm the rumor. But, um, they're always there, and it's not going to change this year, and that's because of Kawhi Leonard, who, Yeah, I mean, we can all... definitely you know, MVP candidate. Yeah, absolutely. He was second in the voting last year. What this guy does is just absolutely sensational. We all know how great he is defensively. He's, he's a two-time ty- back-to-back, excuse me, back-to-back defensive player of the year. Probably could even go for the for the back-to-back-to-back this year. Mm. I mean, he's definitely going to be a contender for defensive player of the year. And even what he did offensively last season, okay, so he had an increased role offensively, as if the Spurs have kind of been bringing him along slowly, once these Duncan and Parker and Ginoli go out, well now you've got Leonard, who's the guy, he averaged 21 points a game last year, which it needs to improve, you can't have your top scorer scoring 21 points a night. It's not enough, but that will improve with more opportunities and as he gets better. But he shot 50.6% from the field and 44.3% from the three-point line. It's sensational. It's absolutely sensational. Plus six rebounds, nearly three assists, a steal, a block. Uh, nearly two steals, excuse me, a block. It's the, the total package. Yeah, and this guy, you with Kawhi Leonard, the
2: misconception is that he's a defensive stopper and a defensive stopper f- only. And I think he's become kind of underrated offensively. You talked about how, how good a shooter this guy's become. For a guy that came in uh, from college when he plays San Diego State, Yep. For, uh, he was not known as a shooter or a scorer at all. Now, What did he go, mid-first round? 15th? 16th? Yeah, 15th. Uh, he was drafted by Indiana and then traded uh, for George Hill. Um, but you look at his numbers last year and when you think of Kawhi Leonard... In a vacuum, right? We think about this guy, okay, he's he might be a good catch-and-shoot player, yeah? This guy, the more he dribbled the ball, he his field goal percentage actually went higher and higher. Yeah. He worked so,
1: on his game a lot. After that first season, he yeah, worked on his game, on his shooting game, a lot, and his shooting percentages went up quite his, a bit. He, he just improved that part of his game tenfold.
2: He's, now, granted, this was only a small part of his game last year, only 8.3% of his plays, but... He shot 53% on possessions where he dribbled the ball more than seven times. That's outstanding.
0: It's sensational. And very specific. Yeah. yeah, And that's probably, well, it's going to be now more than ever. It's going to be with the top defender on him. So yeah. he's going up against top. He's going up against himself every night. because He's going up against the best defender, right? So, and then on the other end, he gets tasked with the best offensive player. So he's the Spurs weapon on both ends. And it's almost what I do want to see from Kawhi is more a bit more assertiveness offensively. We did see it last year coming into his own. I still feel like he kind of lacks that killer instinct. I mean, in the clutch. But you, that that
2: can be because of his demeanour so much.
0: We saw it with Tim Duncan as well.
2: Throughout yeah. his career, like because they're quiet, it doesn't mean they're not a killer. Tim Tim Duncan was a killer,
0: right? That's true. And That's true. I still I, feel I like we'll, I need to see a bit more from Kawhi. Like. Oh, for sure. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah. As in Okay, it's 10 seconds left. We're down, we're down by two points. Kawhi, here's the ball. Space out. Do something. You know what I mean? That situation. Yeah. But that's,
2: he, the thing is, the Spurs kind of don't operate that way as well. They don't. They don't.
0: But you still want your best player to be able to do that. Do that, though. yeah. And like I mentioned before, I assume that his point average goes up to about 25 this year. Mm. It was 21 last year. Goes up about four points with more opportunities. It's gone up about four every year. Yeah, so about yeah. 25. And then... He's 25 years old as well, so then maybe when he's about 27, 28, when he's in his prime, he should be nearing at 30 points a night. He should be about at 28 mark. where you say, okay, this guy is one of the best offensive players in the NBA. Yeah, that, that's what he needs to become. Or well, that's what he can become. He's got a talent. And I to think
2: become. if he's a MVP candidate, like not only us three here in the room, a lot of people, a lot of smart people think think he is right. He's he's got to be able to be the number one.
0: Guy on both offense and and D each and each and every night he has to be, he has to be. And then moving on from Kawhi Leonard, Lamarcus Aldridge is the other big big player on the Spurs. And especially now with um with Duncan's absence, with Duncan retired, I feel like we need to see a better defender out of Lamarcus Aldridge. He has to play better D. Not saying he was a bad defender last year. Okay, he's a, he's, a, he's a pretty good... He's a positive defender and he can... He fitted into... Or excuse me, slotted into Greg Popovich's system very nicely. Very nicely. But that being said, the Spurs did suffer a defensive rating hit when he was on the court compared to off it. They were better with him off the floor. We know Tim Duncan was the anchor of their defense. Even last year, he had a pretty big impact. I'm not saying LaMarcus needs to be an anchor. That's not who he is. But I feel like he has to be a bit more consistent on that end this year... For them not to really lose that much. And
2: guy we haven't talked about that they kind of effectively re- replaced Duncan with was another veteran, Pau Gasol. Absolutely. Um, who's probably likely to be starting at the five for them. Um, and that defensive pairing, Gasol was a great defender back in his prime. Um, but now I don't know if you're asking too much of him for him
0: if you want him to be a lockdown defender. I mean, Gasol's almost the the quintessential Spurs players and you plug him in offensively and this is going to be beautiful. Yeah. Like we know he's one of the best playmaking bigs in the league and he's got a, a shot that extends to almost a three-point line, not really, but at least the, the, mid, the mid-range. So he's a guy that you almost fit in there and you think, yes, this is a guy made for the Spurs. And just quickly before we wrap up on San Antonio... I have a feeling that their point guard sports are a bit of a concern in a league that is so addicted to having amazing point guards. Tony Parker's thirty-four and he's been on the. decline i yeah, I'll get to. Paddy. <laughs> Tony Paddy. Parker. Tony Parker's <laughs> thirty-four and he's been on the decline, pretty much for the last two to three years, so he can't really weave his way through defenses like he used to anymore, and his defensive impact's getting worse and worse. Paddy Mills, I f- I love Paddy Mills. Who doesn't? But he's out of his three hundred and sixty-one games in his career. He's only started ten games. So at the end of the day, he's still a guy suited to coming off the bench and providing an energy spark. So he, that's fine. But can he really run an offense in an efficient way? I'm not too sure yet. And they have got um their rookie Murray coming off the bench. Deontay Deontay Murray, who he's uh, how he found to the Spurs. No one knows. But again, how much faith? he
2: was another guy like. Deonta Davis,
0: who I was watching the draft like, I was like, how is this guy falling? Yeah, but they how much... They seem
1: to do it, don't they? they always seem to oh, pick up a diamond in the run.
0: Unbelievable. But how much faith do you put in a rookie? I don't know. I mean, not saying... They're going to be pretty good at the point guard position. Bit of a concern considering all the other great point guards in the league.
1: Right, who do you think my guy is for the Spurs?
0: Your guy for the Spurs. Livio Yon Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne <laughs> Detman. It's Patty Mills.
1: Paddy <laughs> well, Mills. Are you going to give me Paddy Mills? <laughs> Otherwise, oh, I can't. I was, I was also. I considering, can't give you Paddy Mills. Not in right. Australia. Nah. Well, I was also considering uh, Summer League zone Jonathan Simmons, who yes. just always kills in Summer League, and or I love watching or him or there. Or slow mo. I was thinking Becky Hammond. Doesn't have to be a player. No. coach Becky Hammond,
0: first ever female assistant coach in NBA history. She was. <laughs> She's awesome. awesome. Love her. Very be good Summer League coach.
1: But if I had to choose, and they can't be Australian, which is fair enough, Ryan Diacono purely because he won yep. the NCAA title as Villanova's best player. He's the captain, four-year player. I love four-year players. Four-year player for Villanova, went out with the bang on a buzzer beater as well. He <laughs> handed it off, could have taken the shot, passed <laughs> it up, gave it to someone else. I can't remember, I can't remember the guy who took the shot in him. What was his name? I can't remember. But he's the guy. Been watching a lot of Archie. I don't know how much he'll do, but love his game. He is my man. Prediction time, please.
0: Um, well, I hardly mentioned him, but let's not forget the man, Greg Popovich, is on this, is coaching this team. And we know how amazing he is. So that means that Spurs are still finishing second in the Western Conference and first in the division.
1: Chris Jenkins was the one yes. with the three-point yes. Right.
0: Chris, your predictions.
2: <laughs> uh, I thought you were throwing to me.
1: <laughs> well, I kind of threw to you before and then you kinda of went off on a tangent. Go ahead. Um
2: yeah, I got him first in, in the division and second in the conference. I Later. think Yeah, all in agreement there. Yeah, I think there's they're still gonna be very, very good. Oh, no doubt.
1: That brings us to the end of our preseason previews, boys. Only a few days away. We are pumped. Luke we can find all your stuff at Luke Sakari you write for SCN America you write for pretty much if if you can think of a publication or online sports publication you pretty them. much <laughs> write for them but let's pump up SCN America the most Any, anywhere else that you want to pop up and pick and roll pick and roll, pick pick dot and roll au, of course for MBL sure coverage head to pick and, roll.
0: and um, if you do want to see before the season tips off so before my previews become absolutely useless and they <laughs> get laughed at for the predictions if you want to look at my team by team previews head to SCN.com.au click on the SCN American tab in the top right-hand corner. They're all there. Hit me up on Twitter with any concerns about them or just any debates you want to have with me. I'll be happy to reply to you. It's all there. At SCN America as well on Twitter. And
1: you have thick skin as well because Chris Golding has already <laughs> smashed your new one and you, you took it like a champ. So you know that you've got thick skin when you, when you can go to total uh, with Chris Golding.
0: We're good. We are good. <laughs>
1: Chris Silver. You're just at Chris Silver, aren't you? At C. De Silva. At C. De Silva, You write for uh, Believe the Hype. And what was the Cavs one?
2: Uh, king James Gospel. King James Gospel. Because he's a king. Jesus Christ. He's a king.
1: I got it. I understood. <laughs> That's just- yeah.
2: Um, but no, a g- lot of great... If you want... Obviously with the name. Cavs Cav's exclusive stuff is all on King James. Chris is the man for that. Um, and a lot of good stuff on Believe the Hype, at NBA. Com Hype? as well.
0: Yes. Good Twitter person to follow as well, Chris. Thank you. you.
1: And you I'm at Christos Tyler. We will be back. Our next show will be when the season
0: has kicked. Which means off. we will be chatting with the big topics. Plus we will open up a mailbox will- at, at SCN America if you want any questions oh. for us to answer. We'll tweet this throughout the week. I didn't approve this, but all right. Oh, it, it is approved. At SCN America on Twitter. If you've got any questions for us to deal with, we'll we'll do a segment next week. And no and doubt we'll be season. hitting
1: on Anthony Davis' season-ending injury that he will not No, know, don't, get. don't, oh, say, oh, that. don't I'm say that. touching
0: wood. <laughs> <Not> I'm <laughs> smashing wood. You're breaking the desk. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> uh,
1: we'll, we'll chat to you in a couple of days. Enjoy uh, Enjoy the rest of the preseason.
0: Enjoy basketball.